0: That was a little louder than I meant to be.
1: That was, I was going to say, I, I didn't know if you brought extra juice because it's the footy awards and you were just hyped. But I was. Um... Can I be sued if people careen
0: off of the
2: road? No. Or... No, 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 no. No? No. no.
0: Podcasts cannot be held responsible for sharp turns Look, off
2: the freeway. You need to, uh, users, be responsible with your volume.
0: I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't quite sure where the voice was. And so I aired on the side of, like, you know, I'm going to need the extra gusto, and it was
2: fine. The thing is, we don't have five shows a week anymore.
0: Oh, it's
1: more
2: rested. Yeah, so you store up.
1: Wow. At least for today. You're going to need to dial it back just a (laughs) touch, knowing
2: these new powers. You are in mid-season form. We need you in off-season form. Okay, thank you, Mike. We need you announcing... Uh, like the uh, what was that? The Chargers Jaguars announcers. Oh my god! Who, who can give two farts about the, it, the the greatest comeback? Listen, Al Michaels
0: and Tony Jun- Dungy. <laughs> what was that? Were this single? Th- that was the worst I have ever <laughs> experienced in my life. It was two men who were on the precipice of a recliner nap. They had no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those
2: dudes already had ice cream.
0: They had no comprehension of what was taking place no volume was ever changed it was touchdown I mean look I am the biggest Al Michaels fan in the world because he's great but he's he was having a bad day and his pick-me-up on the other side was not Chris Collinsworth it was Tony Dungy who was reading a bedtime story (laughs) it was the bedtime story of the Jaguars comeback they didn't know why the ball was closer to the goal line they, when, when Trevor Lawrence went in on the two point conversion, that call, if you can go back and look at it, it was like, and Lawrence, uh, scores,
2: goes in, <laughs> goes in for
0: the two. I mean, it was one of the greatest comebacks yeah. in the history of the NFL and third, they were I asleep.
2: Third biggest playoff. comeback. You wouldn't have it, known
0: it. Nope. They called it like it was the, uh, thousandth biggest comeback in history. It was wild. But no, what a weekend of football. Welcome back into the show. Footy Awards today. The official winners will be announced.
1: Footies will be in the mail. I am very excited. This is the first time we've done this where I have I have absolutely no idea. I didn't look along the process Ooh, at all and cheat and look. I have no idea who who the winners are. I'm very excited.
2: Um it's going to be fun. I have <laughs> I have no idea either and we're just in a good mood. I have some ideas. Well, I mean, you cheated. I know what you I know what you're saying. I look, someone's got to make sure that the that the votes are coming in and that they're voting for the correct things. Sometimes you have to sway votes. Uh but those games aside from the the commentating that was not where it needed to be, those games were exactly where they needed to be. They were football. sensational. Playoff football is it's so the unbe- freaking best. It's so
0: unbeatable. Like I, all I thought this whole weekend was like how disadvantaged all the other sports are to football. Like yes. in some ways, the consequence of the weekend was like hitting me hard. Like you have this now seventeen week season, tooth and nail Minnesota. They fight, they battle, they get to whatever it was, uh, oh, t- not 12 and four, whoa, whoa, 13 and four, 13 and four and uh, it's over. It's yep. just done. It's just done in two seconds.
2: When so, the, when the one score game bounces the wrong way at the wrong time, it's unbelievable. You leave the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So lots to talk about today. Uh, we can get into it. Twitter out the FF ballers. Join the foot.com's our fantasy football community. As Mike said, two shows a week right now, you can get an extra show. At jointhefoot.com, a lot of premium perks, access to the community. It's a lot of fun during the uh, offseason, which is also dynasty season. I mean, we we don't – you know the NFL. They don't take a big break. We finish the Super Bowl, you blink, and you're in the combine and free agency, and uh, we'll be here for you. So the quick question is just what were your takeaways and reactions to wildcard weekend before oh, we man. get into news, before we get into the footy award winners – Um, I'm going to go game by game. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and just throw stuff out there. If there was anything that, that stuck out to you that would tie into fantasy, you know, the 49ers, it was a close game with Seattle for the first half of the game. And it it fell apart for Seattle over the back half, 41 points for San Francisco, Brock Purdy. To me, he is the kind of most interesting storyline in that game. What is his future now with this team? How far can they go with him? They're putting up 35, 40 points a game with Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he threw three touchdown passes in his first playoff game, and he has not lost a game yet as a starter, obviously surrounded by an extremely talented He's defense. He's surrounded by
2: elite offensive weapons.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the, but this looks, like, this looks like the best team. Legitimately, this might be the best team in the NFL right now, and they are being led by the last pick in this year's NFL draft. That's impossible, is how it feels. So it's it's, it's pretty cool to see, and I just love chaos. So <laughs> the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, Saga. I mean, awesome. I'm here for this. I'm, I got my popcorn out, and I can't wait to see. Like, what is Trey Lance's future? Dude, no
2: idea. It's like, we really have seen... N- You've seen no Trey Lance. You had it's
0: not like Kyler when he's hurt and he comes back and you're like, oh, I've seen him for a while, yeah. so you know he's your starter. You have
2: no idea. You had Week One against the Chicago Bears where they played it in a full-on monsoon, and then he broke his ankle. Like you well, have not seen him play a real football game. So, so here's an interesting take on that. Maybe
0: what we've seen now with San Francisco is that you don't need to see Trey Lance to know that he'll be successful.
2: Of, that that's been my entire argument I mean, for if, him
0: if, if, for fantasy. If Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard and Brock Purdy are all successful, then I bet Trey Lance will be successful plus running.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's yes. just there are a few plays that Brock Purdy makes though that I think, wow, that was that was pretty good. Uh, you know, very special. <laughs> uh, I thought you were giving me a bust. No, up there. no, um, yeah, you know, sure, that's fine. Um, you know, it's it, like, I don't know. I'm not saying Tom Brady replacing Drew Bledsoe, but this is a situation where if he goes and wins a Super Bowl, you oh he's the starter. Yeah. No question. But then
2: you like, how do you not trade? You would trade Lance. You would. You'd have, and to. you're going to get a, you're not going to no, lose a lot on he your would investment. Be the,
0: he'd be the backup. Oh man. They've shown a willingness to do that with Jimmy G and it paid off. They get hurt all the time. They need six, seven quarterbacks. Sure. Um, the other the other storyline I would just mention is I think throughout the season we saw the uh, kind of invincibility factor of D.K. Metcalf. It was San Francisco. He went 10 for 136-2. and two. He was great all season long. He's bigger, faster, stronger than everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Geno Smith says he wants to retire a Seahawk.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Geno will get a deal.
0: Uh, the Chargers game. i mean it was 27 to nothing (laughs) wow and it was it was bad i mean there was uh four interceptions in the first half by trevor lawrence uh it made me in that moment extremely regret my comments about like i think in the office or maybe on the show i was like ah trevor lawrence is probably like it did play in my head it was like uh i'm like this is probably quarterback five six in the league of who you would want on your team right now at this stage of their career yeah and then he looked awful, and and there was you know there was a couple bad, you know, one of them was a pi for sure, but eh, the other three were a problem. Huge comeback, in, in impressive performance slash collapse.
2: Yes, uh, like Lawrence in the second half was unstoppable. Justin Herbert in the second half was putrid. Like the fact that Keenan Allen one of the best possession-wide receivers in the NFL, one of the best route runners in the NFL, got 13 targets, and he caught six of them, is egregious. Like and Mike that, Williams that is didn't so, catch any, right? Yeah, well, yeah, there's oh. the Mike Williams debacle of should they have played him. But I'm saying in this game, and we may have had a vested interest in Keenan Allen getting one more reception, and the fact that he had 13 targets, and I'm messaging you guys because the whole second half of a what are these targets to Keenan Allen? These are all garbage. It's, these were not Keenan Allen dropping passes. It was it, it was an impossible catch. And it was what is happening to Justin Herbert here? Well, they fired Joe Lombardi. Yes, yeah.
1: that is oh. such great news for uh Brandon Staley keeping his job. Uh, which is great news for Sean Payton not going to the Chargers. Okay. Uh, but this is also all <laughs> selfish. No, but no. Now to be uh less selfish, Lombardi runs a terrible offense. I think Herbert is a great quarterback. I think the offensive system that they have run has been really, really bad. I Too am much. excited to see like a uh. I mean, any offensive coordinator would want this job if if Herbert is your quarterback. You probably, if you're a good offensive coordinator, you're two years away from being a head coach. 31st in average depth of target
0: this year with Joe Lombardi. But it doesn't help Keenan Allen if there's no Mike Williams and you had, what, DeAndre Carter got hurt in the first half. You have Austin Eckler off the field too much, which is another product of offensive system issues. In my opinion, he was off the field too much. It's the playoffs. Like, now is the time to play your best player who makes a difference. You know, Jacksonville is a wild team. They remind me a little bit of um, the the barely-made-the-playoffs Cardinals when— obviously, he's not Kurt Warner. I'm not saying that. But the Cardinals were not—it wasn't a great record when they made their Super Bowl run. But they had this defense that had some athletes. It wasn't a great defense, but they made plays. Right. And Jacksonville has those players, Josh Allen and um, Walker— and then you have an offense that has these weapons that if they turn it on, they, they look unstoppable sometimes. Like the whole second half, they basically had to score every every drive, you know, and they pretty much did. And look,
2: Evan Schmiven
0: Ingram is his, oh, is his name. Oh,
2: there it is.
0: Best draft day value at the tight end position of all draft picks.
1: At You know, sure, Impressive. Uh, Evan Ingram has really been good. I mean, the the rookie year Evan Ingram, the, if you don't remember, if you weren't playing fantasy at that point, he pretty much has the best rookie tight end season for fantasy football of all time. I think maybe Shockey was better. Um, Some, but, yeah, it's, but it's way up there. Yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic. He was uh, drafted as an elite athletic prospect, and then he was disappointed for several years. And now that he's got a system that uses – the tight end, uh, a quarterback that is competent. All he needs now is just a contract since he was on a one year deal and he'll be an important fantasy asset next year. The bills defeated the dolphins
0: 34 31. This game was you this game <laughs> yeah. bra- brackets almost annihilated. Uh, yeah, that was, that was wild. I mean, you could throw that one in the Ravens bangles into this, into the mix together where, you know, Defense made some plays for Miami, obviously. Skyler Thompson, I think, he completed about 30-something percent of his passes.
2: He was was not as good as Brock
0: Purdy. Um, They had 31 points despite 231 total yards. So they made defensive plays. The Bills almost imploded. Uh, Josh Allen committed turnovers, which was something that was an issue all year long. I mean, he was near the top of the league in interceptions. But, uh, yeah, the Bills and Bengals survive.
2: Yeah, and it came down to, if you happen to miss the game, just absolute ineptitude of play calling there. Like we've we've praised the Dolphins coaching staff for when they've gotten it right. The end of the game, it was fourth and one. They're driving down. They're down three points. So they just all they need is a field goal to tie to send us to overtime, or they can even score. It gets to fourth and one. Uh, the clock is ticking down. The play clock. Something happens, I don't remember remember exactly what was in the play. They reset no, the I game mean, I clock. saw it yeah,
0: they reset it, so he had 22 more seconds or whatever. At and that they point.
2: still got a delay of game on a fourth and one i'm I'm it not was a, a Cliff Kingsbury type of thing. very much like I'm not I have no you know, horse in the race, so to speak, like I'm not a dolphins' fan. I, the bills are fun to watch, but it was like, okay, let's the upset is really fun right now. I got so mad <laughs> on my couch. Four Dolphins fans of it's fourth and one make your decision and go do it. What are you? You don't need 50 seconds to get the play call in. Go do it. Yep. Yep. Was that the
0: drive where on third down they threw it instead of ran it as well? I can't recall. Yeah, I was. It was a little bit of a mess. They they had lots of oh, was- near delay of games in that one. Um. The Bengals survive after stopping a goal line. I mean, I've watched that play over and over again. If you haven't seen it, Tyler Huntley decides to try to go Trevor Lawrence, try to jump over the top of the pile. Doesn't really get that close. Does
2: Trevor Lawrence have the longest arms in the entire world? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like he, that was that was Stretch Armstrong, go go gadget. That thing was halfway into the end zone. Yeah, it was. It was.
0: Uh, well, you wouldn't have known it was a good play if you asked Al Michaels, but it was pretty cool.
1: And they score.
0: And then uh, what? Sam Hubbard ran it back ninety eight yeah. yards. Yeah, the, the play slowly. was
1: the play was unbelievable. At that point, it was what seventeen to seventeen. Baltimore is on the goal line, about mm-hmm. to take the lead. The Bengals finished the game with twenty four points. They didn't score on offense again. So if that one yard play just if they ended a field goal. Or well, punch they, in the, they the, did
0: score after that because it was seventeen seventeen in the Bengals. Oh, you're right, because that play scored. Right, Got, that, gotcha. Yeah. Um,
1: so I mean, it, it was one of those wow. like that game should have been the Ravens to have. And if you listen to J.K. Dobbins, oh man, dude is yeah. pissed. Yeah. He's so angry. He was so upset. He didn't mince his words or hide them. He's like, I'm sick of not being the guy. I want the ball. Why didn't you get me the ball? I would have scored another touchdown. Like you know he. Scored the first one on an unbelievably incredible just it was, athletic. It was a reception though, right? Yes, yeah. And, it, and was. it was a.
2: what are they throwing near the goal line so much? You got the Gus Buss you got J. K. Dobbins. And this is your identity. It was so bizarre. That would have I mean Bengals lose there. That blows
0: up yes a yeah. bracket as well. So uh they survived. The biggest uh I think upset was the Giants over the Vikings, where, you know, they kind of controlled the game. They played to, well, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones Saquon played so good. Saquon Barkley. Uh,
2: it was twenty-four for thirty-five, three hundred passing yards and
1: two touchdowns, no interceptions. Daniel Jones was so good. <laughs> Brian Dayball, man. I mean <laughs> seriously. It, it, I've I was I've been as skeptical as I could be the whole year. Just like how is this keep happening? And it just I mean, they are so well prepared. And I I'm a, I'm a full believer because they have so little talent they shouldn't be in the second round of the playoffs and they are and they deserve to be it's not lucky fluke plays it's they're coming out and just playing as a team outrageously good and um for the talent i mean hodges isaiah hodges is like your main see (laughs) this is my point exactly i couldn't have said it better no I, i i apologize to the man but my point is like Kenny Galladay and every you know, and Sterling Shepherd and whatever weapons you thought you had, they're gone and did start the year with Kadarius Tony as well. So you had to make the
0: courageous decision to bench the money in Galladay, mm-hmm. to trade Tony, the
2: talent. The future.
0: Yeah. And then just go at it with Richie James and company and get it done. So you're right. I mean, the difference hope for all the teams that struggled this past year that are looking for a coach can be found in what Brian Dable was able to do in New York because they're house money at this point, right? His first year there, it's just gravy. Like, they got there. It's a successful season, and a lot of credit is due. The Vikings, they, you know, Kirk collapsed. Uh, They couldn't get it done. And their defense is bad. I I mean, their defense is just...
1: Awful. I don't think this is an offensive problem. I, um, You know, obviously, there's a lot made of that last play where, you know, they throw it short of the sticks, whatever. They give up 31 points to uh, Isaiah Hodgins and Darius, Slay and, and, or, uh, Darius Slayton. And, um, you don't know you none did. of the Giants' names. <laughs> the Vikings' defense has been one that we've targeted for fantasy the last two months. They're putrid. They're just awful. And in the Monday night game,
0: Cowboys 31, Buccaneers 14. It was a romp uh cowboys only only mistake was not being able to make an extra point.
2: It <laughs> was awesome dude that was <laughs> it's impossible i have never seen a kicker meltdown
0: when i uh like that yeah i was I was doing some stuff with the family. I didn't watch the first half of the game, but I was following it on my phone, and I see these scores pile up, and I'm like okay twelve twelve nothing well that's they obviously missed one extra point and then they missed a two point conversion. So I look and it's like missed extra point, missed extra point. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then I see 18 nothing. I'm like, oh, they went for the two there. They w- try to get two back. Well, they just got, no, two, they, just, they mi- just got two field goals. They just missed the extra point again. Uh, but and then they, they did it one more time I mean, for fun. This game wasn't close. This was the culmination of a Buccaneers season that looked exactly like this game in every way, shape, and form. They kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe their season, but asleep is a little bit. A part of it. Just like not a lot of positive energy, uh momentum. Couldn't put four quarters together over the course of the year. And um you know, you had the scary play with Russell Gage at the end of the yeah. end of the game. Cowboys dominated what, five touchdowns for Dak between four. Uh, uh he had four passing. And one one rushing. Yep. So uh I don't know if there were any big takeaways here other than, you know, what the future is for Tom Brady and then the byproduct of that is Godwin and Evans and what their passing game looks like if he were to depart. Yeah, that
2: that's a big question and the the Tony Pollard question. I mean that that guy is he is outrageously good. I mean, there was a play where it one singular play where I believe he broke five tackles and it looked like he would there would be nothing there, and it turned into a ten plus yard play. He is so much better than Ezekiel Elliott at this point. Zeke can still play like he still has his his purpose in an offense but what do the what do the Cowboys do when you have all of that money in Zeke how do you possibly pay enough to Tony Pollard to retain him when he's going to be looking for the bag if Zeke didn't have
0: the contract he had I would I would almost guarantee the Cowboys would be bringing Pollard back sure spare no expense but it is complicated now with the Zeke situation and you wonder
2: what options they have Which this is exactly why you don't give running backs that type of a contract because a few few years into it, they start breaking down, and then the the, the player behind them, they look so much better.
0: Uh, Kansas City will host Jacksonville. Philadelphia will host New York. That's a fun one. Buffalo will host Cincinnati. San Francisco will host Dallas. So uh, looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. Let's take a quick break and come back with some news.
1: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long and they develop into real problems, talking things out. Working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com footballers. and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease To Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply.
0: I failed to mention that the DFS pass is still free Mm. throughout the whole playoff. So if you want to play, I played some... uh, I played quite a bit of Showdown this past weekend. How'd you do? Very well. Nice. Very well. I I don't know what it is about that format, but it's just the one you're good at. I know it's just that's the only one that I can play with a darn
2: which, double digit losses on. I say which is why the the committee has been so uh, so stout in our. Uh, Opposition of moving to that format. Uh, I I was going (laughs) to say, can we change Friday format? Oh, heavens no. Uh, I vote nay. (laughs) Yeah, nay. Nay. All right.
1: (laughs) All right, into the news. News and notes from around the league.
0: All right. Tua Tungavailoa expected to return as the Dolphins starting quarterback for the 2023 season. Struggle with the concussions this year. Uh, the team was not the same without him. Yeah. Uh, you hope that he can stay healthy, but that's going to be a back-of-your-mind situation moving forward, and the team will have to – you know, Teddy Bridgewater, I believe, is a free agent. Schuyler Thompson's probably not the answer at the backup. So I would consider them, like, contenders for a Dalton-level yeah. backup.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, a Bridgewater-level backup. Yeah. If, if yeah. he leaves – um, they'll, they'll need someone else. I wouldn't be surprised if they re sign Bridgewater, but with a, an entire offseason uh, for Tua, he should be good to go. Yeah, I mean, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, that's a
2: pretty good place to be, like a really strong team and a quarterback whose future is very uncertain.
0: It's just crazy because I think every time Bridgewater had the opportunity this year, he also got hurt. Mm-hmm. So uh, Matthew Stafford expected to have his 2023 option and 2024 salary picked okay. up. Sean McVeigh is coming back. So, McVay and Stafford reunited for another year. I don't know if you saw the uh, Aaron Donald. Yes, I did. He I briefly did had his uh, Twitter profile changed to former defensive lineman. Oh, my. But then he changed it real quick.
1: <laughs> he changed it once the Sean McVay news came out <laughs> that he's coming back. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, I'm still around.
0: Chargers fired Joe Lombardi. Like I said, they'll have a new offensive coordinator. Brandon Cooks. Does not want to be part of the rebuilding process in Houston. He is a uh, candidate to be moved and then would be an interesting player to look at in the... Uh, he just always produces. And even after he came back from you know, his absence at the end of the year, he kind of produced. Uh, and then Cliff Kingsbury took a one-way <laughs> trip to Thailand. And that's not a joke. That sounds like a joke,
1: but it's so true. I... Th-
0: Cardinals season comes to an end. If I told you their GM would step down and their head coach would take a one-way trip to Thailand.
1: I would say, sounds about Cardinals.
2: So yeah. they, uh, they're they moving on. I think Cliff's having the last laugh here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, just loaded, and you're like, eh, I'm I'm done. I'm going to go I'm going to Thailand. I'm going
1: to be on the beach. You guys want
0: to
2: buy his house out here, the one that became famous? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, NFL head coaching contracts usually have offset language to where, when they are fired, even though their contract is fully guaranteed, the ownership group is recouped from whatever their new job is. So they go and they go to college and they get a big contract. They don't get both of those contracts usually. Uh, the the new contract overtakes the old one, uh, you know, and they pay. Or there's their, offsets of some yes, amount. Yes, they pay yeah. the the difference um, over the top. This is like Cliff going. You're paying. Hey Bidwell, <laughs> I'm not. Ta- he's apparently not taking any calls for uh, coaching opportunities. He Only wants calls. all that all that money coming from uh, the Cardinals. It calls for my ties.
0: Yeah, one way. That's it. One way trip. Uh, where all the coaches go to take a break. Uh, any other news, Brooksy? How's Deucer's alley? Keep on deucing. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna move on and get into these. Very illustrious, incredible, respected awards. Ooh, we got lights this year! Oh, Whoa. welcome into the <laughs> footies! We do have lights. My goodness, it's a festive
2: atmosphere. Well, it's the most uh, sought-after award in the universe. It's been quite the year, Mike. It's we have to cr- dole out the hardware. The worst part of the footies is we're ineligible
0: we would win them well we would definitely would performance of the year that has us written all over it
2: and it would be the honor of all honors but it's our award so we can't yeah that's
0: the trouble with making awards (laughs) uh all right the performance of the year and everybody thank you for voting over the last week uh the performance of the year was uh won by jamar chase last season with his 50 point playoff performance
1: which was fair (laughs) <laughs> yeah, championship week 50 points you get the you get the footy
0: this week's uh or this year's candidates tua from week two justin fields 42 fancy points in week nine joe mixon at 53 in week nine josh jacobs 45 in week 12 mike evans 43 in week 17 Stephon Diggs 38 points in week two and hawkinson with almost 36 points in week four who also
2: I mean that. that oh, just, he's really good. Just a, just a quick side note of uh, from back from the game. I mean, we've kind of been talking about T.J. Hawkinson next year on and off of where where do you go with him in the draft? And, I, dude, like there's a chance that T.J. Hawkinson is the tight end too. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: All right, the winner of the performance of the year goes to. Wow. No. Joe Mixon. Oh, baby. No, winner. Week not forty one percent of the vote. The uh wow. five Jeez. touchdown performance.
2: Your favorite player got snubbed, Jay. I
0: know my my <laughs> Mike And this was not very close. The runner up was Mike Evans with twenty six percent. Wow. Forty one percent to Joe Mixon. Mike Evans, twenty six percent. People
2: people big mad at Mike Evans. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: hey Joe. Your footy is in the
2: mail. Oh <laughs> like, my goodness! Mike Evans, championship winner, single-handedly. Like, no, no, not for a no. lot of people, man.
0: <laughs> not enough people played him. All right, Jason, you got the neck. No, or, uh, Mike has It the next is me.
2: One. It is the Fantasy Reapers Man of the Year. Which player's painful injury hurt fantasy managers the most? Which last year, of course, unfortunately, yeah. Like, I mean, this is you don't really want to win this one. Let's, let's be fair about it. But no, Chris, you
0: don't want to be the Fancy Reapers Man of the Year.
2: But Christian McCaffrey got it last year, but had the big bounce back. So, not saying, just saying. These year's nominees, Javante Williams, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, Brees Hall, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, and Jonathan Taylor hit the drums. Of course. Cooper Cup, yeah, at thirty-three percent. Johnny Taylor at twenty-nine percent. The overall number one pick
1: still was not as painful as what Cooper Cup's injury brought.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, he was just—he was on another level. Still,
1: yeah, he was the wide receiver one uh, going away, and then you lost that. Whenever you, you lose... wondered
0: what would happen if he was healthy and you still lost
1: Stafford towards the end of the year for fantasy championships, that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Um, all right, next up, let's talk some poop. The Poopiest Pants Award Which, last year. To be fair, you probably don't want to win this award either. No, these you are should be, always
0: be in charge of
2: this one.
1: These are yeah. This is it's kind of my deal. Um, last year, pants? yeah. So it's just <laughs> it's so much fun. You got to try it, Mike. Um, Alan Robinson won it last year. He is up again this year. But here are the <laughs> contestants. You have Justin Herbert with his third round ADP. Yep. Russell Wilson complete collapse seventh round pick. Jonathan Taylor, the one oh one who stunk it up uh and got injured. Alvin Kamara, a first round bust. Debo Samuel, a second round bust. Just a weird year for Debo. DJ Moore, well. who won a lot of people championships, but was bad <laughs> throughout the season. Allen Robinson, fifth round bust. And of course, Kyle Pitts. Come on back was to back. Pitts no. to draft. Let's have them drum. Come on back to back. they can't be, please. We have a new oh. poopiest pants award, and it goes to, and I think correctly so, Kyle Pitts yeah. with 33% of the vote. The runner-up was Russell Wilson. Oh, oh yeah. So he no, was so Robinson wasn't close. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But thank, I, I thank get Thank goodness it. for that. The, the truth <laughs> is, in, uh, in the third round, Kyle Pitts at a onesie position. Yeah. Way more valuable. Just he roasted people. If you drafted Kyle Pitts, it was you you just had a bad season because you couldn't get out of him. <laughs> yes, and you don't want to wear the pants when they're pooping it.
0: No, but sometimes, you want
1: to get out of them. Yeah, if you if you
0: draft those
1: pants, but those things high are tight enough,
2: you just end up wearing them. Those were like skin
1: tight pleather, but also so just you can't get out. Kyle, good news your footy <laughs> is in the mail.
0: All right, the waiver wire wonder, which undrafted waiver wire stud was the best signing of the 2022 season. Last year it was Cordero Patterson. This year's nominees, Jarek McKinnon, Zay Jones, Christian Watson, Justin Fields, and Geno Smith. The footy goes to. Justin Fields, Mm -hmm. 44%. The runner-up was Jarek McKinnon. At 23%, who credit to Jarek McKinnon for emerging as a nominee in this category, but certainly but Justin Fields. If, I mean, your Trey Lance stuff didn't go well this year, Mike. And, no, it did not. And um, it broke bump, bumpier road, not, not like off a cliff, but bumpy road for, you know, like Sutton and Pittman,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but the Ingram and Fields. Reemergence,
2: redemption, baby. Does it
0: has to feel good?
2: It feels very good because the because
0: you were going to stand them for life regardless
2: oh, of what they did. So this is very, very important. Helpful. Uh, myself and the Borgogan. I mean, we were on Fields Island and we're just there was there was no one there. You know, when it's when it's like the comic book island. I was, I was there one the draft, but then
0: I got on a boat. quick. <laughs>
2: like it. It felt really, really, really bad. But then he bounced back. He was certainly the sexiest pick for I because mean, he came in and was a weak winner. But I want to shout out Geno Smith, the QB five, Geno Smith from undrafted. Of we all guilty as charged, and I think the the public.
0: I was gonna say everybody on earth. I say but the Geno.
2: Public, the, the public said there's no way that this could possibly happen, and Geno Smith was fantastic. He didn't write back, Mike. He didn't write back. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah.
1: All right, moving on. All right, we got the fantasy quarterback of the year. Thanks for introducing
2: that. Yeah, well thank you. You want to read the nominees for me? (laughs) No. So factoring draft position, big game performances, (laughs) and impacts to fantasy teams everywhere. Who gets the footy? This year's nominees Patrick Mahomes, Josh Stallion, Joseph Burrow, Jalen Hurts. And Justin Fields snuck into the quarterback of the year conversations. My man Geno Smith, he couldn't get there just by being the quarterback five. What's that all about? Who knows? Who's picking these nominees? But the winner is hit the drums. <laughs> of course, Jalen Hurts with fifty nine percent of the vote. The runner up Patrick Mahomes at sixteen percent. I mean, Mahomes was fantastic, but for where you drafted Jalen Hurts and what you got. him delightful
1: hurts so great yeah Yeah, and as someone who had a lot of jalen hurts it was a great experience obviously the last two weeks were were bad but you know this is one of those things where we saw this last year derrick henry goes down to injury but he was so good that he got you into the playoffs and you could win titles and jalen hurts did the same thing for a lot of people a lot of people won championships even without jalen hurts because they got there Um, the fantasy running back of the year (laughs) thank you mike uh, last year's winner was Jonathan Taylor. This year we have Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, He's back. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Tony Pollard. The winner. Before you say it,
0: if it's not Josh Jacobs, say I'm, I'm going to be very upset.
1: Austin Eckler is the runner up for back-to-back seasons. The winner is... Josh Jacobs with 43% of the vote.
0: Okay. All right. Austin Eckler always hanging out.
1: Runner up two years in a row. I had a dream last night that Mike and I were co-drafting a team and we're in the sixth round and there's Austin Eckler on the board. I'm like, oh my gosh. We got to take him. Was he the pick? He was the pick? Yeah. I I convinced Mike Uh, (laughs) to
0: talk to me. Yeah. Get me on board. Yeah. (laughs) Jamal Williams was not a nominee but could have been. Yeah, When you look at the uh, best value compared to draft position at running back, Jamal Williams was right at the tippy top. Jalen Hurts was number one in the quarterback position. Jamal Williams, Detroit RB1. Indeed. Is it my turn? Am I allowed to? Okay. The fantasy wide receiver of the year. And again, we factor in draft position, big game performances, uh, all of those factors for the footy. And of course, you are very studious in your voting. Last year, Cooper Cup took it home. This year, the nominees, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, C. D. Lamb, Stephon Diggs. This is it. this is really I barely need the drum roll here. <laughs> Justin it, Jefferson okay. by a billion. All right. By a billion. That that was <laughs> a one billion of the, percent. A billion percent. Uh no, fifty one percent. Tyreek Hill was sixteen percent. So that shows you the gap because everybody voted for um, you know, it was a mix of of Hill and and probably some Stephon Diggs in there, but Justin Jefferson was the clear wide receiver
2: of the year. Stephon Diggs at the end there,
0: kind of let people down. Yeah, I, you know that's true.
1: It it is funny to think that the quarterback of the year, the running back of the year, and the wide receiver of the year clearly awesome picks. The championship week wasn't uh right. It wasn't their favorite week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just realized that like I traded. Digs to Mike and I traded mm-hmm. Jefferson to Jason. Nice. So, like, I supplied you both with wide receivers of the year. Thank
2: you, you did. So I'm heading out. <laughs> this one is the fantasy tight end of the year. Hopefully, Foot Clan, you did the right thing. Last year's winner was Mark Andrews. This year's nominees we have Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Lee's coming through, George Kittle, my dude Evan Ingram. And then not my dude. Taysom Hill. How does Taysom Hill in this category? Get out of here. The tight end of the year goes to Travis Kelsey. That's fine. What is the percent of sixty-eight? Vote? Okay, that's, that's the highest of anybody so far. That's fine. Evan Ingram at least was a runner-up. Okay, so we'll we'll take solace in that. I'm not even sure he deserves that. How dare you? <laughs> I think I would have given runner-up to Hawkinson.
1: The only who problem, would have thought that the path for Hawkinson would have been a trade? That's the that's the issue with Hawkinson. Like, I, I had Hawkinson in our league of record. I traded him away. Cause you were really, like, I'm out. He was terrible. So if you drafted him, you might not have hung on to him because he was so bad. Uh, other than, like, one big week, he you know, and then he gets traded and becomes awesome. Uh, becomes
2: everything that we hoped Irv Smith would be.
1: That is true. Yes, exactly. The process <laughs> was correct. All right. The breakout player of the year. Who was fantasy football's biggest breakout? The options. Justin Fields. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Tony Pollard. Ramondre Stevenson. Devonta Smith. And Kenneth Walker. Who did you
0: guys vote for? I voted for Pollard.
1: I I... voted for Fields, I believe. I, uh, I voted for Smith. Yeah, I think Devonta Smith does not get enough credit for what a great season he had. Let's find out. (laughs) <laughs> the winner is Justin Fields with all right. 36%. Runner-up, Kenneth Walker. And in third place, Tony Pollard, right next that to him. That was Kenneth a really, Walker.
0: really close one. In yes. terms of, like, we all voted for different players, mm-hmm. and they also weren't the pick. So, Oh, you voted for Fields, you said. But. Yes,
1: but, uh, I mean, Justin Fields, you're going to need to clear some mantle space yes. because your footies are in the mail.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder how he'll perform on his new team. <laughs> oh man. Could be. All right,
1: the rookie of the year.
0: Last year Jamar Chase took it home. This year's nominees Brees Hall. That's D- my vote. Damian <laughs> Pierce, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker. The winner goes the winner is. It's Kenneth Walker at forty eight percent. Garrett Wilson, the runner up.
1: What was his percentage? I'm curious. Twenty three. Wow.
0: Yeah, Garrett Wilson's ride was uh, it was a tough one to predict at times. Yeah, Quarterbacks all over the place. Um, it was fun when he did start and have a good game, but it wasn't as consistent as Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he
2: just had, like, from weeks three through seven, it was purely unusable. Oof. All right, Mike. All right, where – oh, comeback player of the year. Oh, my guy's got a chance. Comeback player of the year. Which fantasy player amazed you the most in their return to relevance? James Conner. Took it home last year, of course. This year's nominees are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Jared Goff, and my dude, Evan Ingram. Apparently the snub alert is Geno Smith. Can you be a comeback player if you were
1: never there? No. You gotta yeah. come back to something that you once had. So why is Evan Ingram here? Oh. Hey, his rookie year.
2: We you just talked about it. It was but good for That was a seventy years ago. Yeah. Yeah, hey, <laughs> another it, generation.
1: But he was there. He
2: was he took a vacation and he's back now. All right. Hit the drums. Comeback player of the year goes to Saquon Barkley. That your makes What's the, the percentage? Forty one. Christian McCaffrey,
1: the runner up at twenty eight percent. Okay. Oh All man. Right. Evan Ingram getting getting no votes. Mike, I'm so sorry uh for he, your feelings. He got one from yeah. me. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, after the comeback player of the year, we're going with the steal of the draft. These are guys who brought you to glory from an unexpected draft position. You have Jalen Hurts in the sixth round, and Joe Burrow also in the sixth round. Josh Jacobs, a fourth-round pick, but the running back 21. Amari Cooper, sixth-round pick. Tyler Lockett, ninth-round pick. Devonta Smith in the eighth round, and Travis Kelsey, at the top of the second, but was the tight end one overall? Who was the steal of the draft? Josh Jacobs with okay. his second win tonight. The runner-up was Jalen Hurts, uh, but it was not a very close. Uh, it was not a very close vote. Vote forty-eight <laughs> percent to twenty-six percent. I wanted to see how many times you'd oh, repeat. My bad. My bad. Searching for the
2: word. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Uh very so, close. So
0: to be Justin Fields has three awards, is that right? Or two? I believe
2: two. And two, then right?
0: Josh Jacobs has two? Yeah. Okay. Uh is it on to me? This it is, is the last one I have to give away. The playoff king, which player drove fantasy managers to a championship during the playoff weeks fifteen through seventeen. Last year Amon Ross St. Brown took it home. This year we had a ton of nominees. Eckler, Algier, Akers, Lamb. Devonte Smith, DJ Moore, McKinnon, and Kittle.
2: The playoff, DJ Moore, King playoff, playoff king slash poopy pants. Yeah, goes to <laughs>
0: yeah, it's his whole career. <laughs> Come on, Jarek McKinnon. Oh, in a, a in an extremely tight race, he had thirty. Three percent of the vote. The second place was Austin Eckler with (sighs) thirty-one percent of the vote. Always
1: the bridesmaid,
0: Austin. Your your runner-up trophy
2: (laughs) is not
1: in the mail. We don't make those. Where's the drop?
2: Where's Uh, where's uh, the king producer team? Man, that's Almond (laughs) Raw. They can't win them all. All right, the big ones. Here we go. It's time for the real magic with the nickname of the year. This is one of our better awards. Oh, for sure. Last year, the Muth is Luth. He got so Luth, Pat Fryer Muth. And the nominees this year, the Dump Truck, a.k.a. Leonard Fournette.
0: Hit it. a A
2: little bit of cheating there. Brees Lightning, which is a Brees Hall. Uh, Colcomo is on this list. Colkom <laughs> got there fast and took it slow. Voldemort, he shall not be named slash played, a.k.a. Deshaun Watson. The spot start, Zay Jones. Shmevin Shmangrum, who may mm. have ditched his uh, nose and glasses and become Evan Ingram. We'll see. The 12th man, <laughs> Russell Wilson, still getting it done for his precious Seattle Seahawks. And then the awful tower. Doing my man Paris Campbell a little bit dirty. The winner is. Do we? Do we oh, have yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. It is the dump truck Leonard Fournette at 61%. You knew that was going to win, huh? Oh, yeah. I, mean. I
0: thought Mike might have brought some Schmevins along oh, with him. No, what was I- the percent?
2: Sixty-one percent. Voldemort at forty-nine. Schmevin down in third at thirty-five percent. Yeah, the the dump
1: truck clearly uh, was the best nickname this year. As Didn't Vodaf- do
0: much last night.
2: N- play- oh, nickname, man. not
1: player. <laughs> they went into the playoff.
2: Lenny, he had a. Did you see his? He had a playoff Lenny jersey. And did you see? Then they they reported there was a broadcast report that the Bucks intentionally were resting. Leonard Fournette over the second half of saying, like, that's why White For playoff Lenny? So that they could get playoff Lenny.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Whoops. Yeah, he was a different kind of dump last (laughs) night. All right, and the illustrious, the special, the unique, the amazing.
1: Can only get it here. The Fantasy Footballers Moment of the Year. Which moment was your favorite? Was it? And the nominees are Andy's voice crack. Oh boy, I liked it. Mike calling Al, you fat on the mailbag drop. I was repeating Andy's sentiments. The catch, child. It's, it's a, a catch. It's a catch. Zay Jones weather report. P <laughs> P R. Bijan Robinson fake out. Manly Mac Jones reporting the Kyle Pitts mental breakdown of Andy Holloway, my wrong player analysis talking (laughs) Gibson versus McLaurin, or sailing out to sea on a boat on fire.
2: Tremendous timing. Well done. Again, he seems to hit that every
1: year. And the winner goes to... Andy's voice crack <laughs> yes. at 18%. Ah. Oh, that was a tight vote. Very, very close. The top three, Andy's voice crack at 18%. Kyle Pitts' mental breakdown at 17%. Ooh. Andy, you're, you're th- killing it, both And the Bijan Robinson fake out at 14%. Three for three? Came in third. All the
0: moments happening over here, boys.
1: <laughs> and just so people can remember how great Andy's voice crack oh, was. on. Here it is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: yes. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the podcast. <laughs> the fantasy footballers podcast yes <laughs>
0: all my worst nightmares came yeah. true immediately yeah. immediately mm. oh
1: well i'm glad we could remember that
0: i'm thrilled yeah that was a that was a special time
1: here's what's cool what great effort i made this here's what's cool about this episode well i i didn't know what was going to win show of the year but you came into this episode where you won footy by the way it's in the mail oh thank you um, we're going to mail it from here yes. to, to here but it yeah. needs, we're going to send it around the world. <laughs> yes. Um you came out strong with your intro for today. Oh. And then you win for having the worst performance of the year.
0: Yeah, that was that was special. That was really special. That took a while to uh to have the courage to try. <laughs> but I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Should Thank you. Should have taken longer. Yeah, I know. I know. I appreciate all of the Foot Clan, participating in the Footy Awards for yet another season. Um, I am curious. Let's let's poll everybody real quick before we close it down. Let's poll Deucer's Alley. What was your vote for the moment of the year? I'm sure each of you voted. Uh, it's catch child for me. I Catch that. child yep. for the Borgogan. I thought catch Todd would win, but I actually voted for the you fat mailbag
1: drop. Alan <laughs> <laughs> just How's that feel, Al? It was, it was so funny. Accurate. Uh, I voted for uh the Gibson McLaurin wrong player analysis. Okay, Mike, do you remember n- do you remember? I who don't you voted even for? remember. I voted for the Bijan Robinson. I think that's hat. what I voted yeah. for too. So
0: all right. The truth episodes of the podcast, they start on Thursday this week. Looking forward to those if you've not been a part before. Uh, we just take a deep dive into each position group and tell you the truth about these players. It's not all about their fantasy finish at the end of the year. It's about their consistency. How much did you receive from each guy? You know, when did they let you down?
1: How often did they cross thresholds that actually matter for you? Um, you know, we we talk about Geno Smith getting snubbed a lot on some of these awards. We'll see if that's warranted right. or not I mean, on the you, next
2: episode. Because you can, the stats can be spun. Like I can tell you. Mike Evans was the number two overall wide receiver through the fantasy playoffs. And that is factually accurate.
0: Yeah. I'll be curious what the truth about Schmevin (laughs) Schmingram is because that may define what I call him into the future. The quarterbacks will start
1: with them on Thursday. Chat with you then. Goodbye.